Unity and Diversity in Truth The Book of Romans speaks of the universe as the created order which God displays and reveals Himself to His creation. It has often been the prerogative of theologians to stress that the teaching of Romans is that which is called natural revelation, in contrast to special revelation. Natural revelation, it is said, is the revelation of God which is manifest and accessible to all, regardless of whether someone has saving knowledge of God. One could say natural revelation is the truth of God's existence, but special revelation is needed to dive deeper into the truth such as the atonement or even the Trinitarian personhood of the Godhead. However, it is not a necessary consequence that natural revelation leads mankind short of a deeper knowledge of who God is. Take for example the passage in Romans 1, which is the predominant conversation piece in natural revelation. Quote, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Romans 1.20 This passage emphasizes that God's creation reveals not only the fact of his existence, but even his divine nature. Working forward from this truth, consider the notion of the universe itself. The universe is so named because it represents a convergence of unity and diversity. If the creation is a display of unity and diversity together, does not the principle in Romans 1 imply that this display of unity and diversity in creation is also a display of the unity and diversity in the Creator? If so, the conclusion that God is both unity and diversity if something revealed to man in natural revelation. Of course, this notion of unity and diversity in God is perfectly displayed in Trinitarian theology, that God is one in essence and three in persons, unity and diversity. However, God is not only the highest example of unity and diversity, He is also the greatest representation of unity and diversity. This is because the created order, which is meant to display the wonder and glory of God, is tainted by sin. And while the wonder and glory of God is not lost in the unity and diversity of His created order, it is often distorted. As such, creation often displays diversity with a notable absence of unity. In the Godhead, there is never the absence of unity, but rather the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are always operating in absolute unity, though they are distinct persons. What then does this mean for Christians in attempting to display a proper balance of unity and diversity in churches and as a witness to the world? A helpful passage to consider is Galatians 3, 27-29, quote, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring heirs according to promise." Unquote. Of course, the context of this passage is important, for Paul is dealing with various Gentile Christians scattered throughout Galatia, and writing to them about their equal standing with God as Abraham's offspring, just like the ethnic Jews. His point is to denounce the notion that God shows partiality in ethnicity, social class, and gender. Rather, Christian identity is founded upon belonging to Jesus Christ. Personally, this is something we must all take to heart as professing Christians. Getting back to the point of the world's distortion of unity, our world makes a great deal about diversity in sex, gender, and ethnicity. And while the world places a great deal of emphasis on these things, 
what is notably absent is the unity element, not to mention the boundaries of diversity and beauty and sin. It seems that the world assumes that emphasizing diversity necessarily brings unity. But it is only in Christ where diversity is brought into unity, as the Apostle Paul says in Galatians. As a Christian, our current actions must reflect the fact that the Christ we are ambassadors of is the Christ who alone brings unity to this diverse world, a world which often operates in hostile diversity. As a warning, it is my fear that our own attempts at being an ambassador of unity is our engagement with others that ends up being distorted as a Christian message that calls people to abandon diversity and unity for a greater distortion, singularity. My fear is that some people hear singularity in the words of Paul in Galatians, as if God is colorblind, gender neutral, and so forth. But the Christian message is not good news that all ethnicities, ages, and genders are brought to a point of singularity and consumed. Instead, their diversity is maintained, but with a notable center of unity. It is no more appropriate to assume that diversity is removed for those in Christ than it is to assume that the persons of the Trinity will one day be consumed to a God of singularity with no diversity. Not only is this problematic in suggesting a mutable God, it is problematic for the biblical witness of heaven. Quote, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages. Revelation 7.9 It is right to suggest that God shows no partiality. It is wrong to suggest that God is colorblind. Instead, diversity is upheld in the kingdom of God with a glorious unity maintained among the diversity, just as God himself. One thing I can do differently, and that we can all do differently, is to remember that the goal of Christianity is not to promote a message of diversity, extinction, or diversity without unity. The Christian life should not be lived in a vacuum, but unfortunately many of us are consumed in our own worlds. Going forward, we must fight against this by embracing the helps of whatever denominational affiliation we are a part of. Christianity in a vacuum would insist that our church is the sole expression of God's work in any area. But interacting with other churches or among our denomination is a great step forward in helping to see the big picture of diversity in God's work. And this diversity does not come at the expense of truth or at the expense of God's revelation but instead it rests within those parameters. It rests within the revelation of God so that unity nor diversity ever get to the point of sin and rebellion, but instead rest in the peace that God gives in reconciling the problem of unity and the problem of diversity in a world tainted by sin.